You are listening to The Pregnancy Podcast with Vanessa Merton. Hello, thank you for tuning into The Pregnancy Podcast. The full article and resources that accompany this episode can be found at pregnancypodcast.com forward slash timing. I'd like to thank Zoller for their support of this episode. When you're pregnant, it is so important that you are taking a prenatal vitamin. And there are a lot of things that set a prenatal vitamin apart from just an everyday multivitamin. Prenatal vitamins are going to contain really essential nutrients like folate and iron, things that you have to have for yourself when you're pregnant and for your growing baby. And what sets Zoller apart from other prenatal vitamins is the really high quality ingredients that they use. Plus, they include ingredients that most other vitamins don't contain, like omega-3s and DHA. You know that I do my research, and I have spent a lot of hours looking into prenatal vitamins, into all the ingredients that go into them, and Zoller is by far and away my number one recommendation. You can save 25% when you buy a one-month supply on Amazon for that promo code. And to check out the vitamin, you want to go to pregnancypodcast.com forward slash vitamin. I'd also like to thank Mommy Steps for their support of this episode. With all of the changes that are going on with your body during pregnancy, one thing that you may not expect to change is your feet. But the truth is gaining weight, hormones like relaxin, making your ligaments softer, all of these things can actually create permanent changes to the structure of your feet. And these are changes that can persist long past the birth of your baby. The changes that I'm talking about are things like your arch collapsing, your feet going up a shoe size, bunions. These are structural changes to your feet. One thing you can do that can help mitigate your risk for these is to wear insoles that have good arch support that are going to help support your arch and help prevent some of these changes from happening. And that is why I love the Mommy Steps insoles because they do just that. You can save 20% when you buy these insoles with the promo code FEET. This promo code also works on the Form Insoles site, which is their parent company. And to check this out, you can go to pregnancypodcast.com forward slash feet. This episode, we are talking about the timing of skin to skin contact and delayed cord clamping. And I get lots of questions on the logistics of how these two things work together. Are they really compatible? Can you immediately get skin to skin with your new baby while still delaying clamping of your baby's umbilical cord? The moments right after your birth can be a little bit hectic. There's going to be a lot of commotion, especially if you are in a delivery room in a hospital setting. When you're in labor, you're going to have nurses and doctors kind of in and out of the room checking on you. But right before your birth, you're going to get a lot more people in that room. And the moment that your baby's born can be really overwhelming. Emotionally, there's going to be a lot of people, a lot going on. And in those few minutes following birth, a lot can happen. So in this episode, I want to give you a good idea of how the timing of all of this works and what the logistics are so that you know what to expect 
and so you can plan accordingly. So picture this, picture your baby is just born, but the umbilical cord is still connected on one end to your baby, and the other end of it is still connected to your placenta, and your placenta is still attached to your uterine wall. So essentially, your baby is limited on how far they can go away from your vagina because they are tethered by the umbilical cord. But the whole thing is you want to get skin to skin right away, right? Let's look at the logistics of how these two things can work together. For a quick refresher on the importance of skin to skin contact, and I'll link to the full episode that really digs into the research on this. Skin to skin means that your baby is not swaddled, they're not clothed, so that their bare skin is placed belly down against your bare chest. And then usually they're going to put a blanket over you and your baby that's going to keep both of you warm. There are so many benefits to skin to skin contact. And the biggest of those are that it's going to stabilize your baby's heart rate, their breathing and their temperature. It can reduce stress in both you and your baby. And your baby, when they're born, instinctively wants to breastfeed. And being skin to skin with them is going to help foster that. Skin to skin also increases your interactions with your baby and increases the likelihood and the length of breastfeeding. And these are all evidence-based benefits. For the first hour after your baby's born, they're going to be really alert. And this time period is usually considered the most crucial for skin to skin contact. And keep in mind as well, if you choose to opt in to some procedures for your baby after they're born, a lot of those can be performed while your baby is on your chest. And even something like a newborn exam, you know, if everything is checking out okay, your doctor or your midwife can do most of that exam without taking your baby off your chest. Let's do a quick refresher on the umbilical cord and cord clamping and cutting. The umbilical cord is your baby's lifeline, and that goes from your placenta to your baby, right? It's going to connect at their belly button or what will be their belly button once the cord falls off. So the umbilical cord contains three veins. The umbilical vein carries nutrient-rich oxygenated blood from the placenta to your baby, and then two umbilical arteries carry nutrient-depleted blood that's also depleted of oxygen from your baby to the placenta. So at some point after your baby's born, a clamp is going to be put on their umbilical cord. And this is a piece of plastic that's going to be put on the cord really close to where their belly button is or close to your baby's belly. And then once the cord is clamped, there's not going to be any more blood flowing. So the timing between clamping it and cutting it is really insignificant. Usually it's cut right after it's clamped because there's no reason to delay cutting it after you clamp it. And the umbilical cord has no nerve endings. It's going to be painless for you and your baby. No one's going to feel anything when that happens. So for most of human history, we didn't clamp and cut the umbilical cord immediately. That's something that became a standard practice back in the 1960s. And back then it was thought that immediate clamping and cutting of the cord was going to reduce the likelihood of postpartum hemorrhage. Now, the key word here is that it was thought to do that. You're always going to hear that more research needs to be done, 
to know the full effects of anything, but immediate clamping does not reduce hemorrhaging. And all of the research that we have today shows that. The main instance where immediate clamping would be necessary is going to be in an emergency scenario. In a case where doctors need to separate you and your baby to give either of you some urgent medical attention, then of course, they're going to want to cut the cord so that they can separate you. And so you or your baby can get the medical attention that you need. In any other scenario, as long as you and your baby are doing well after birth, which is the majority of births, your care provider can delay clamping the cord. If the cord is not clamped immediately at birth, blood's going to continue to flow right between the placenta and your baby. And the net blood volume that's transferred to your baby during this time is called a placental transfusion. And that can give your baby about a fifth of their blood volume after birth. And that can make a big difference in their health. Think about 20% of your baby's blood. And what it's doing is it's draining the blood that's left in the placenta. And that may also help the placenta separate from your uterine wall and may reduce overall blood loss for you at birth. There is really so much evidence to support delayed cord clamping. There's a full episode on it that I will link to in the article for this episode. And it really gets into all of those nitty gritty details of all of your options and the evidence on delayed cord clamping. So when we're talking about delaying cord clamping, that's really a huge spectrum. And the question is, do you clamp and cut the cord immediately? Do you want to wait 30 seconds or one minute or three minutes? Do you want to wait until the cord stops pulsating, which is going to be closer to 10 minutes? The World Health Organization recommends late cord clamping, which they define as one to three minutes after birth. And this recommendation stands whether you have a vaginal birth, a cesarean birth, or whether your baby is born at term or prematurely. The American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists notes a study that in full-term infants, so babies not born prematurely, there's a transfer of approximately 80 milliliters of blood that's going from the placenta to your baby by about one minute after birth. And by three minutes, the total transfer is around 100 milliliters. So they state that systematic reviews of other studies have suggested that clamping the umbilical cord in all births should be delayed for at least 30 to 60 seconds. And I know that 30 to 60 seconds sounds like a really short period of time, but when your baby is born, 30 to 60 seconds is a long time before you can look at them and see them and hold them. That could seem like an eternity. And remember here that in this episode, we're talking about immediate skin to skin contact. I'm not talking about waiting 30 to 60 seconds, three minutes, 10 minutes. We're talking about immediately putting your baby right on your chest after they're born. And I touched on it when talking about the World Health Organization's recommendations, but there is evidence that delayed clamping is still beneficial if your baby's born prematurely or if you have a cesarean birth. And also, if you're thinking about encapsulating your placenta, delayed cord clamping is not going to interfere with that. Overall, except in a medical emergency scenario, you can delay cord clamping in any birth scenario. 
So it's a pretty universal thing. At the start of this episode, I had you picture the scene, right, of when your baby's born. So your baby's born, but the umbilical cord is still connected on one end to them, on the other end to your placenta. You haven't gone through the whole third stage of labor, so your placenta hasn't come out yet. So your baby's kind of tethered by the umbilical cord. And a common question that I get is whether the cord is physically long enough to allow your baby to be on your chest before the cord is cut. At birth, your baby's umbilical cord is going to be about 20 inches or 50 to 70 centimeters long. So I know that seems short, but it is long enough for you to get skin to skin immediately with your little one before the cord is cut. So let's picture that scene again in a little bit more detail so you can see the logistics of how this works. Chances are right after your birth, you're not going to be laying flat on your back. You're going to be sitting up or in a reclined position. So when you hold your baby, their head is going to be on your chest, which means that their belly, where the umbilical cord is attached, is going to be lower. That's going to be near your belly. So now when you think about the distance from around your belly button to the placenta, which has not come out yet, right? It's still attached to the uterine wall. That's going to be a lot shorter than 20 inches. So for the majority of babies, the umbilical cord should be plenty long enough to allow for skin-to-skin contact immediately before the cord is cut. I will say that not all umbilical cords are identical, that 20 inches, 50 to 70 centimeters is kind of an average. It's possible that you would need to keep your baby a little bit lower to not put strain on the cord if they have a much shorter cord. But in most cases, you can bring that baby on your chest. They can still remain attached via the umbilical cord, and it's not going to be a problem. One other thing that I want to know is that in the past, it was thought that you needed to keep your baby lower than the placenta so that gravity could help with that transfer of blood. And this is just not true. There's a randomized study that took almost 400 babies and they compared keeping newborns at the level of the vagina and they kept the other half at the mom's abdomen or at her chest. So one group was lower than the placenta and the other group was higher. What the researchers found was that there was no difference in the amount of blood that was transferred between the two groups. So evidence does show that your baby can immediately be put on your chest after birth before the cord is clamped and cut. They're still going to get that transfusion of blood and all of the benefits that come along with delayed cord clamping. You can see from the refreshers that we did today on delayed cord clamping, skin-to-skin contact, there are a lot of evidence-based benefits to both of these practices. And thankfully, you should be able to do both once your baby's born. You're going to be able to get that immediate skin-to-skin contact and that delayed cord clamping. I do recommend that you discuss all of this with your doctor or midwife. You want to make sure that you're on the same page well before you go into labor and work out all of those details. And these are good items as well to include in your birth plan. And especially with delayed cord clamping, 
that's a big spectrum. I mean, that could be anywhere from 30 seconds to 10 minutes. So you want to talk to your doctor or midwife about that beforehand so that when you two are talking in terms of delaying cord clamping, that you're on the same page and you're talking about the same time frame. To recap today's episode, we talked about skin-to-skin contact, delaying cord clamping, and how those two things really work together and how you can do both. Because trust me, when your baby's born, the very first thing that you're going to want to do is meet that little one, look at their face, and get them skin-to-skin on your chest. And thankfully, you can do that while delaying cord clamping. I want to thank you for tuning into the Pregnancy Podcast today. I hope that you find this episode helpful. As always, you can contact me, Vanessa, at PregnancyPodcast.com. You can read the full article and resources that accompany this episode at PregnancyPodcast.com forward slash timing. Thank you to Mommy Steps for their support of this episode. Mommy Steps makes insoles specifically for pregnancy because they're going to help prevent a ton of foot issues that can come up. You can save 20% with the promo code FEET. And to check those out, go to PregnancyPodcast.com forward slash FEET. And I want to thank Zoller. Zoller makes a really high quality prenatal vitamin, and you can save 25% when you buy it on Amazon. For the promo code and the details of the vitamin, you want to visit pregnancypodcast.com forward slash vitamin. (laughs) 